Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. And help me welcome our internet family if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Hey, thanks everybody for being here this morning. Summer is on. If you get a chance for a vacation or staycation, do that. If you're in town, make sure that you get here. We've got an incredible uh, summer planned and we just believe that um, we can continue to grow in the things of the Lord and be refreshed all, all summer long. If you're out of town, uh, make sure that you get to a place where you can um, get online because all of our services are live streamed and also go out on Facebook Live and then also they're archived. Um, one of our Dream Team uh, members this morning showed me after first service uh, his family and another family that they'd actually met in a small group, which I recommend small groups, had vacation together, and he showed me a little video from last Sunday just before they went down to the pool. They're watching service last week, and uh, so that's the way to do it. And so we're believing that summer is going to be a great time for you and for us in, in every way. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to jump back into our series this morning on encouragement. Everybody say encouragement. Let's look at this word for a moment, encouragement. The, the root word, the core of this is the word courage. And courage has the idea of, of strength and comfort and hope, uh, the idea of courage. Now, this word has the prefix en, so it is to put courage into, to bring courage to. If we were to change that out and put dis, dis, then that is to take courage, to take courage out. I, I much rather be encouraged than to be discouraged. How many of you have ever had things discourage you? How many of you have ever had people discourage you? And so we, we really want to look at this. This is so important, part and parcel of Christianity and what God has for us. So the goal for all of this is, first of all, for you to be an encourager, for you to be an encourager. That's you. Say, that's me. For you to be an encourager. And then secondly, which is actually first, though, for you to be able to encourage yourself. For you to be able to encourage yourself. Because you cannot give what you do not have. Did you hear that? You cannot give what you do not have. So you have to be able to encourage yourself. It is a major life skill. And this makes the difference in lives. I watch, I watch people's lives because, you know, that's what ministry is, is about. Um, this is a major life skill. You must be able to keep yourself encouraged. You have to be able to keep yourself encouraged. If you're expecting everyone else to encourage you, you're going to, be, you're going to have unrealistic expectations of other people. And, and the more that people are hurt, the more that people are confused in earth, you get self-centered. Whenever you're in pain, whenever you're in, in peril, you get more and more self-centered. You must be able to encourage yourself and not depend on everybody else to, to make sure that you're propped up and perky today. Okay? I think you look great. But we want to be able to encourage ourselves. It is vital to our stability. And I want to share something with you. We talk about this so often. If you're new, get used to this. If you've been here a while, please, please never get tired of this. 
And what this has to do with is, to me, the summation. This is a way to kind of measure and view uh, what the work in the life of God does in us as we seek to live our life his way, have his presence in our life. What that produces in us is high school football. Come on. Happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, so that we can what? We can be a blessing and ultimately bring glory to God. So happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, so we can be a blessing. And the main thing is that we, our life would bring glory to God. Right here, though, stability. Everybody say stability. This is so, so crucial because if you're not stable, the rest of it falls apart. And that is where you must be encouraged. And as you're able to encourage yourself, it helps your own stability. If you're not stable, happiness will not last. If you're not stable um, because of your choices and the ability to uh, encourage yourself, you're not going to be fruitful. You're not going to be a bless. You're not going to be blessed. You're not going to be able to be a blessing to others. And ultimately, you fall short of what God really intended um, for your life to produce. And then last week, we reminded ourselves of this. That we are a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. I have a what? I have a soul and I live where? In Ocala. I live, in, I live in a body. So I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Now, the spirit, as a born-again person, a follower of Jesus, your spirit is always going to side toward the things of God. Scripture tells us, and we know it too, our flesh is always going to vote opposite. You let your flesh do what it wants to do, it's not going to be glorifying God. You're going to be hitting people, you're going to be running around, you're going to be... Do I need to tell you? Okay. And so, here's your three votes on everything, your spirit, your soul. We know which way your spirit's going to vote, we know which way your body's going to vote. That's why you have to keep your body under. How do you do that? You outvote it. And this is the deciding vote in your soul. This is your will, your intellect, your emotions. This is where you feel encouraged or discouraged. And this is where you also have to be stable in your soul. This is where you need to stay encouraged, that you would be encouraged and that you keep yourself encouraged in your soul as well. Can you see how vital it is? Encouragement is so vital for us in in every, every way. So, Here's a little saying that we have around here. It's one of my life battle cries. I'm either up or I'm getting up. Let's say it again. I'm either up or I'm getting up. You know, and, and here's, here's the reality of it. Sometimes we're not up. But instead of being down, I'd rather be, I'd rather be getting up. It's a perspective. Perspective is how you look at something. And so we want to make sure that that is always our perspective of life. Some things get us down, but we're not, we're not staying down. Y'all get with me? You're discouraging me. No, you're not. No, you're not. So we don't stay down. Watch, watch this. In Proverbs 24, verse 16 in the New King James, For a righteous man may fall seven times and arise again. Now, the seven is not a numeric, um, you know, that's the goal. You know, seven, you've fallen six, one more, you're out. It's, it doesn't work out. Biblically, this number seven has to do with fullness or completion. And it's just, it's essentially saying people do fall. And you're going to fall numerous times. 
And here's the thing, though, you rise again. Look in Psalm 37, Psalm 37, verse 24. If he stumbles, he's not down for long. God has a grip on his hand. And then in Micah, chapter 7, verse 8. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, come on, I will arise. So I'm either up or I'm... So here's the thing. Don't stay down. You know, I had a super challenging week. And Alicia, my stepdad's been in the hospital and had surgery and a number of other, other things going. Super challenging week. And uh, I called home the other day because I was up at Shands with my, with my stepdad. And Alicia said, you doing all right? And I said, I am covered with grace. And I really felt God's grace. So was I thrilled about everything going on? No. But I'm either up or I'm, or I'm getting up. You don't stay down. Now listen to this and listen to every word of this. Okay, don't miss this. The enemy of your soul will work to get you down. But he can't get you unless you stay down. I'll say it again. The enemy of your soul works to get you down. But he can't get you unless you stay down. I wrestled for two years in high school. Not Hulk Hogan wrestling. It was, it was like the girls. And if, if they got you down, if your opponent got you down, they want to get you over on your back and pin you. Okay? But if they get you down, you don't go, oh, there you go. It's over. You bridge, you wiggle, you try to shoot your arm through, you bite. No, you can, you're not allowed to bite. <laughs> but you do whatever it takes because, listen, they're working to get you down, but they can't get you unless you stay down. So don't stay down. I'm either up or I'm getting up. Come on, I'm either up or I'm getting up. And you don't have to come to church and fake it. You know, I would... I'd, Rather hear you say every week when I ask you, how you doing? I'm getting up. I'm getting up. I'd rather hear that than, you know. You don't have to fake it. You don't pretend at church. We don't pretend in Christianity. Faith is not about denying anything. It's just reality. I'm either up or I'm getting up. And sometimes it is a good, healthy answer. You know what? I'm getting up. I'm getting up. And keep that perspective. Don't stay down and make sure you keep yourself encouraged. Can we get an amen on that? So ideally, you encourage yourself, you encourage others, and then others encourage you. In Proverbs 11, it says that if you water others, you yourself will be watered. You say, Pastor, there's nobody in my life to encourage me. That's why you need to get into a small group. Seriously, you can get with some other encouragers. In a small group, you can know and be known. You can love and be loved. You can serve and be served. You can encourage and be encouraged. And that's part of what happens there. You must have people in your life that can also encourage you. But first of all, if you will encourage yourself, if you will encourage others, and I believe God will send people to encourage you, because if you water, you will be watered. Okay? What I think happens then is the world begins to ask questions about us. Here's the question I want the world to ask about us. Who are these vibrant, buoyant people? Not these weirdos, not these religious, rigid grumps. 
who are these people? They live in the same world we do, and they have a, a genuine joy, and they're going through stuff, but they, they're vibrant, they're, they're buoyant. Who are these people? What do they have? Let that be the question they ask. Let, let it no longer be, who are these weirdos? And can I tell you, do not be weird. I just checked. There's no weirdos this service. <laughs> We're going to get like those scanners at the airport, you know. Weirdo alert, you know, and then we'll pull you aside and work with you a little bit. But listen, it, it doesn't, you know, Facebook rants and all, all, all that stuff and then people just being weird in the name of the Lord. Don't do it. Don't do it. It doesn't serve Jesus. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't help anybody. Amen. But keep yourself encouraged and have the genuine joy and life of God in you. Let that be what the world sees around us. Amen? Well, today with the time we have left, I want to talk about this, how to encourage others. Encourage others. Last week we spent time on you knowing how to encourage ourselves. Let's look at how we encourage others. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13. But encourage one another. Come on. Daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness so that you don't get calloused and off track. Encouragement is important there. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 11 says, Therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. So people are hurting. People are hurting more than you know, more than you realize. And people are afraid. There's so much uncertainty in the world. There's craziness. Just, just the news this week, going from local to national to international. Just from yesterday, what happened in London. And so many things going on just all over the world. In uh, the book of Hebrews says, here we have no continuing city. That just signals that here there will always be uncertainty in this world. And so people are hurting. People are afraid. And what we have to do, so, so vital, we have to encourage other people. Keep yourself encouraged and then know how to encourage other people as well. Amen? So, um, I shared with you last week, we've talked about this a lot. Life is a continuous cycle of crisis and process. Every day, every week, crisis, process. Big stuff, little stuff, a lot of things, few things, crisis and process. And what is valuable, and this is part of encouragement here, part of the processing, is you must know how to process. So if everything gets you down and you throw a fit and you collapse in the floor, go boneless. That's what we'd say when our, when our kids were little and they would just throw that fit and just, they just go boneless, you know. <laughs> if you're over like two or three years old, cut it out, okay? St- stand up, all right? But crisis and process, crisis and process, and that's why you need to walk with God. That's why you need to know how to encourage yourself. That's why you need to remind yourself that my helper, the Holy Spirit, is omnipotent. He can help me with everything and stay buoyant and vibrant in that way. But crisis and process. So let me show you here kind of a digression that can happen and why encouragement is so, so important. First thing happens is disappointment, disappointment. Everybody say disappointment. A disappointment comes not in what you find, but in what you expected to find. Did you hear that? So 
I dealt with hospitals this week. My stepdad lives out of town in the the hospital he was at. What you would expect to find at a hospital, we didn't find. So we were what? Disappointed. Disappointed. He moved up to Shands. There's things that you would expect to find. They, They exceeded what we expected to find. And so, you know what, that, that's encouraging. So, disappointment is not in what you find, it's what you, it's what you expected to find. On Friday, uh, my wife Felicia and I celebrated our 33rd wedding anniversary. And I said, baby, we're going out to eat. So I called up Waffle House. I mean, um, I said, we don't want food. We want cuisine. <laughs> 33 years. And so we went out and ate at a really nice restaurant and it cost a little more. And you know what? I was not disappointed. Because of what I expected to find. <sighs> Come on. But what if we'd gone there, gotten all dressed up and went in there and see the prices. And then the server comes out and says, tonight we're serving Hot Pockets. And for dessert, Pop-Tarts. You know, then that's what? Disappointment. Well, if you don't process disappointment, can I tell you something? You're going to be disappointed all day long. Disappointment is going to come to you all all over the place. And so you have to process that and encourage yourself and encourage others. If you don't, then the next step is this, discouragement, discouragement. And that, again, starts to wiggle and pry out that courage and strength and and hope that you have in your life. So you want to be real careful at this point to encourage yourself and to encourage others. If you don't process right at this point, you move on to the next level, which is this, depression. Depression is to be sad. It's to be gloomy. It's a heaviness. It is to press down. I understand and I do know that there are other types of depression, chemical and so forth. I'm talking about you, everybody, just living your life. If you don't process right, then you end up here. If you don't process right here and get encouraged at this level, we move to the next level, which is this, despair. Despair means you've lost hope and you give up. And we don't want anybody to get there. God will meet you there. God will meet you here. God will meet you here. God will meet you here. But the earlier the better. And so keep yourself encouraged and be an encourager to the people around you. The the book of Hebrews and the book of Isaiah tell us to lift up the hands that hang down. Lift up. it's, It's saying encourage people around you. Lift up the hands that hang. That doesn't mean you go grab people's hands and and lift them up. Because the same verse says to strengthen the feeble knees. So don't be going around touching people's legs, okay? Okay, but it's, it's just saying encourage people around you. Well, what do I encourage them with? What do I encourage them with? You encourage them with what has encouraged you. Look at this in 2 Corinthians 1 real quick. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of compassion and the God of all, come on, say it, comfort. This New Testament Greek word includes the idea of encouragement, to console, to help, to comfort. Verse 4, who comforts, to console and encourage, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort, console, and encourage those in any trouble with what? With the comfort 
consolation and encouragement that we ourselves receive from God. Listen, if you're going through something, if you've been through something and God got you through that, you have received comfort. Come on, get with me. You've received consolation and encouragement from God. And I don't care if it's something you messed up. I don't care if you went through a bad season, you failed, you had an addiction, whatever it would be, or you're going through that right now. God will meet you there. He will come and save you. He will meet you where you're at and he will bring to you because he's the God of all peace and the God of all comfort. He will bring that to you in that place. Not just, wait, 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 wait. Not just to help you. God never does anything for one purpose. He's so efficient, he's God. He comes to help you so eventually you can help somebody else. So whatever it was, whatever it is, look for God to help you. He will encourage you. He will comfort you. He will console you for your sake. And then you look, you start looking for people in your life. You see somebody broken or did the same stupid thing that you did, or they're addicted, broken, hurt, whatever. And you've been there. You can say, sweetheart, I've been there. And let me tell you, God met me there and God helped me. And here's what he did for me. And you comfort others with the same comfort that you yourself were comforted with by God. Amen. All right. How do we encourage one another? Kind words, kind deeds. I want to talk about words specifically this morning. Words. Everybody say words. This is the biggest way that you get encouraged. It's the biggest way you get discouraged. And maybe you've ever had somebody just say something to you and it just encouraged you. All right, here's what's more prevalent, though. How many of you have had somebody say something to you and it discouraged you? And you know what? Stays with you, too, doesn't it? Stays with Things that were said to you as a kid, even. You know, it stays with you. That's why we must be encouragers and use our words. Look in in, uh, Proverbs 18, 21, in the message. Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. Come on. Who chooses? You choose, you choose. Listen to me, encouragement is our chosen language. Get that, encouragement is our chosen language. That's what we choose to speak. Words are like a sharp knife. You put a sharp knife in the hand of a skilled surgeon or you put words, a a sharp knife in the hands of a careless child. You get different results. Words are powerful. They build up or they tear down. They bring life or they, or they bring death. They're a gift or they're poison. We either build up or we hush up. Either build up or hush up. Tearing down is the devil's work. Your mama told you. They teach all moms at mom school. Either say something nice or don't say nothing at all. Okay, so the contemporary rendering of that is build up or hush up. It's like cheering on a runner in the final stretch of a race. Last, last November, I, I went out. We'd planned on this for a long time. I went out with, with my wife and my daughter and my son-in-law and, and my middle son. We converged at Disneyland, and my wife and my son-in-law ran a half marathon at, at Disney. And they had this cool app that you could kind of follow them on the race and see where they were on this map. And so we positioned ourselves waiting for for. For my son-in-law to come by, he comes ripping by, and then we're waiting for Alicia. And don't tell Alicia I said this, okay? But 
but I knew she wasn't going to win. So anyway, we're waiting, we're looking, and she's coming, she's coming like a half a mile away, and then, and then comes around this bend, and we see her, and we didn't go, come on, we flew all this way, you're not winning, do you know how many people are ahead of you, we didn't do that, like, yes, baby, I'm so proud of you, go, 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 finish strong. Some of y'all are cheering folks on, not cheering folks on. It's like, you call that running? And don't ever wear those shorts again, you know. No, we're to use our words and encourage. Can I get an amen today? Real quickly, three types of words, three types of words. First one is this, light or shallow. These are pleasantries, Okay. It's like, hey, how are you doing? Good to see you. Have a great day. And they might seem light and shallow, but they're needed. They're needed. You get upset if somebody doesn't. You know, I saw Pastor Tim in Target. He didn't even say hello. <laughs> we, get, we get offended. Sometimes time doesn't allow anything more than just a pleasantry. Just make sure it's heartfelt. It does a world of good that people get offended. You get upset if, you, if they don't get that from you. So when you see them, put your heart into it. Hey, good to see you. I hope, that, I hope everything's well. You have a good day. Put your heart into it. That does people good. I'm not advertising at all, but if you've ever been to Moe's, you go in and they go, welcome to Moe's. And, you know, like three, four of them, they're making food. Welcome to Moe's. And I used to think that was really obnoxious. Until I went in there and they didn't say it. I, I actually did this. They didn't say it to me and the next people in, they didn't say it. So I turned around to them and go, welcome to Moe's. Because I'm an encourager. That's right. Second kind of words, death or discouraging. When do you use these? Never. Just never. Let me tell you the only people you don't encourage are those that are willfully going the wrong way. You can't encourage them to say, it's going to be all right. You go. It's all good. No. You can't encourage them they're going the wrong way. You can say, I love you. I'm praying for you. There's a better way. But you can't encourage those going the wrong way. But don't use death and discouraging words. Look in Ephesians 4.29 in the Amplified Bible. Watch this. Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk. Come on, a little stronger, please. Ever. Don't let these ever come out of your mouth. But only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others as is fitting to the need and the occasion, that it may be a blessing and give grace, God's favor, to those who hear it. Encouragement is our chosen language. And then third type of words are life and encouraging. Life and encouraging. Look at the same verse, Ephesians 4.29, in the New Living Translation. Do not use foul or abusive language, period. Let everything you say be good and helpful. 
so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. William Barclay, a Scottish theologian who passed away about 1980, he said, one of the highest of human duties is the duty of encouragement. It is easy to laugh at men's ideals. It is easy to pour cold water on their enthusiasm. It is easy to discourage others. The world is full of discouragers. But we have a Christian duty to encourage one another. Many a time a word of praise or thanks or appreciation or cheer has kept a man on his feet. Blessed is the man who speaks such a word. Let us be encouragers. Let's use our words and encourage others. Yeah, I'm just appalled and disappointed and sad this week, even in the news, if you watch Tiger Woods. What right has the media to just constantly kick a man while he's down, present things that maybe aren't the full story? I want to call him up, but I don't have his number. And, and you... See me. I'll give you a Sonny's barbecue dinner. But, but listen, kick a man while he's down. It's so easy to discourage and pick on others in their, in their hurt and in their pain. Let it not be named among us. Let us pray for people. Let us encourage people. Let us build up or hush up. Our world would change. I'll tell you what, if everybody would, would make encouragement their chosen language. Use your words to encourage. Look at this as as I close. Isaiah 35. Strengthen the weak hands. Make firm the feeble knees. Verse 4. Say to those. Words. Say to those who are fearful fearful hearted. Be strong. Do not fear. Behold your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God. Look at this last line. He will come and save you. Now, what this means here with vengeance and the recompense of God, it means this, God keeps the books. And God is the paymaster. God's going to take care of it all. You just don't be afraid. He will come and save you. So those that are weak, those that are discouraged, those that are hurting, those that are fearful hearted, say to them, he will come and save you. He came and saved me. He will come and save you. Let us be encouragers. But day by day by day by day, make sure that you are keeping yourself encouraged. And then make it your duty. Take it as your duty. And go and use your words and be an encourager to the people around you. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.